something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, and I'm feeling extra fancy free today in this outfit. Uh, it's very sleevey, sleevish, and gives me 70s vibes. I've got some little daisy earrings on. I had um, a headband, like a not a headband, like a like a fra <laughs> like a flower clown, <laughs> a flower crown uh, on my head, but it was yellow daisies, and I thought it's kind of taking away from the whole vibe of my outfit. Kind of added more of a hippie vibe, but hey. Anything kind of remotely 70s, I just love. In fact, I last night was looking at real estate, just houses for sale, purely to find interior photos of old 70s houses. I wanted to see shag carpet, linoleum. I wanted to see aqua blue bathtubs and toilets <laughs> just because I'm like what's available what's for sale do people like obviously there's old places for sale what kind of shape are they in what do they cost because the thing is is that if I were to buy an old 70s house I'd do my best to um restore it right keep the vibe the 70s vibe but fix things up if there's things that need to be fixed up but anyway I just found myself doing this last night and I was like what is wrong with me <laughs> um okay so I have a I'm using my hair last oh I got it sometimes is that no that was not it you need to use like a something fabric to get a fiber off your face it's gonna stay on there all right so I set my background to some funky colors we have bluish purple we have green we have red and we have purple very eclectic. Uh, <laughs> people that are just, if you're here for the first time, it's not gonna get any less weird. All right. This is episode 53. And before I get into it, I wanna let all of you know that I am doing a massive giveaway. It's free to enter. You just click the link in the description box to enter. I'm giving away five $250 Amazon gift cards. So your chances of winning are pretty high. And let me just say that I have more than one email address. And if you do too, you can enter more than once. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just something that I'm doing um, because I feel like doing giveaways is kind of fun. And I like to enter giveaways. And just keep in mind that if you don't enter, you can't win. So all you got to do is put your email in and you're good to go. Um, so the link is in the description box down below, as well as on my link tree, you'll see a little bobbling link saying, Amazon gift card giveaway. So don't forget to enter. Uh, it's springtime. Amazon has something for everyone. And that's why I chose Amazon. I was gonna try to figure out how to do like Visa gift cards. And then I don't know how that all works. I'm more savvy with Amazon. And like I said, there's something there for absolutely everybody. So don't forget to enter. Um, I will be drawing the winners on May 8th which I believe is Mother's Day. So it can be kind of like a Mother's Day giveaway. Um, and you'll receive, if you win, if you're the winner, you'll receive an email letting you know that you won. And uh, woohoo, how exciting. I feel like I order from Amazon like at least once every two weeks. And I don't know about you, but I live in a small town and sometimes things are shipped the next day. And I, this is not sponsored by Amazon. I just chose Amazon because I feel like we all use Amazon. That's that, just wanna throw that out there. Today's concoctail is definitely something that I fabricated off the top of my head because I was inspired by this. This is the new apple flavored bubbly. If you haven't tried it yet, it's actually really, really, really good. Um, and I made a cocktail yesterday for myself and I used this and the other ingredients and I'm gonna share it with you because it is absolutely delicious and you can make it sugar-free if you want or add sugar. I'm gonna add a little bit, not a ton. Um, and let's just get into it. We also have to come up with a name for it, um, but that won't be hard, right? <laughs> the one thing with these sleeves, if I'm out and about and like my arms are down and up and whatever, you can really grasp how awesome they are. But when I'm sitting down, they wind up up here and then I just talk like this the whole time. 
and you don't know the glory of the sleeves. So the odd time I'm just gonna spruce them up a little. I could put like my finger through one of the holes. Just be like, talk like this. <laughs> I feel like like a choir director. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love this top. This is a Sugar Thrills top. You could have guessed. Um, but you know what? Okay, so the, the one thing is, is the neck is not stretchy at all. So if you didn't an updo, like I've done this before where I'm wearing my hair up because I'm putting a turtleneck on, but I do my hair before I put on the turtleneck. And the turtleneck is not as stretchy as I thought it was and I wind up ruining my hair. So make sure you put this on before you do your hair or just wear your hair down like this, like a hippie. All right, so I've got my fishbowl glass, my, what are these things called? <laughs> Uh, crystal ball. Actually, that's more of the crystal ball, but we're gonna have it upright like a fishbowl. Um, I made a cocktail in this glass and one of my favorites, a blue cocktail with, I cut a piece of carrot into a goldfish and it was actually spectacular. Just having a flashback. Oh my God, all the previous cocktails that I've made on this. <laughs> I've made, this will be my 53rd, crazy. Uh, all right, so oh, I forgot ice which is not a big deal because the bubbly is chilled. So we're just gonna go with it. I am gonna start with the alcohol. <laughs> so this is Dixon's Wicked Blueberry Gin. Um, they sent me a bunch of their spirits a few weeks back and I've been enjoying every single one of them. This one, however, is probably one of my favorites. I think the citrus gin is first, this is second. This is Absolutely incredible smell, can you smell? <laughs> Here's smell. Uh, just how flavorful and like pungent the smell of the blueberry and the flavor is, it just blow my mind, it blew my mind, it blows my mind. It, and it's all made from natural ingredients. I was like, holy crap, I never knew that was possible. So let's start with about one ounce of this Wicked Blueberry Gin. I don't measure. I just free pour because I'm a free soul today, especially because I look like a hippie. And the fun thing about this top too, as I'm getting sidetracked, is you can wear any color bra underneath. Blue, pink, orange, purple, green, red. <laughs> uh, and it will look good somehow. It depends on what you're wearing. So I have a pair of um, high-waisted aqua blue jeans coming that I'm hoping fit like really hoping that I wanna pair this top with. It's just like a, a, an outfit that I have in my head. Uh, okay, so then we're gonna add a little bit of this uh, melon liqueur. This is Bowles Amsterdam 1575 melon liqueur. Oh, it smells like a perfume I wanna wear. It smells like bubble gum. Say three quarters of an ounce of that, or an ounce, depending on how much sugar you want in there. I don't want a ton. Then I put in the recipe, um, like simple syrup, if you want to sweeten it up even more, because there's no sugar in the gin and no sugar in this. This is just apple flavored sparkling water, um, which to be honest, like in the summertime, I do love just having a cocktail, but not any sugar. The sugar to me is just, unnecessary. I don't need it to taste really sweet. You can jazz it up with like um, artificial sweeteners or like things that are like um, <laughs> squirt. I call it squirt, but just, you know, those little squeezy things you can flavor your water or your drinks with. So that's an option too. And this is really... So in, in Europe, in Germany especially, they have Apfelsaft, which is sparkling apple juice. It is so good. And you know, like if you're into drinking apple juice, it's kind of like, you know, more of an elementary school type thing, but it's really, really, really good. This is kind of like Apfelsaft, but it's without sugar. So just imagine it. And it's so refreshing, so good, especially when it's chilled. So I'm gonna add this in here. I really didn't realize, yeah, the blue and the green actually, the green definitely took over in color. Mm. Um, I'm gonna slice, and look what I brought this time, a napkin. I'm gonna slice this lemon so that it looks pretty 
And don't worry, I will not waste any of this lemon. I have half a lemon every morning. Okay, here we go. One, two slices. And then I'm gonna do a little slice on the side just for aesthetics. I was watching a guy, it popped up on my uh, YouTube feed and it was a, it's a mixologist uh, and he was making some, he was reinventing cocktails he didn't like. And the amount of effort that he put into his cocktail was unbelievable. Essentially, oh my God, I forgot a straw again. Oh my God. What am I doing every single time I forget a straw, whatever. Um, anyway, he was like, taking the smoke from like some branch he found and like infusing the drink with the the smoke flavor and and just all the little things that he would do and I was like oh my god if a mixel if, if a mixologist watched this podcast and was like oh there's a cocktail segment I feel like they would just <laughs> fall asleep or just be ashamed <laughs> but you know this is something this, okay, this has, because it has apple, blueberry gin, and melon liqueur. What the hell could I call it? Twist my nipples. <laughs> That's what I say if somebody offers me a drink, so <laughs> twist my nipples. Anyway, let me taste it. Mmm. Yes. It tastes like summer. <laughs> it's really, really, really good. It's not gonna stay this cold for long. Uh, so, but the lemon in there actually is really nice. And the blueberry gin with the apple and melon flavor, it's kind of like, it creates, it's almost, it's, if you were to invent a new fruit and combine different flavors together, apple, blueberry, and melon, it's different, but it tastes really, really good. Ah. Okay, twist my nipples. That's the name of this. Should I write it down? Yes, I should. Do I have a pen? Yeah, I do. I do somewhere. Twist my nipples or tris twist me nips. <laughs> twist my nipples. I'm gonna keep it twist my nipples because twist me nips, not everybody's Irish. I have some Irish. No Scottish, but Irish. So, my week. It's pouring rain, um, which is actually perfect timing because I planted a ton of grass seed uh, around where I excavated and dug the foundation for my greenhouse. Um, not me. <laughs> Myself. Um, but I did plant the grass seed. And hopefully this rain on and all like the lovely awesome nitrogen is going to spark those little seeds to plant themselves and grow. I also planted a ton of bulbs. Now I don't remember what the flowers are called specifically, but they're like a nice purple, white, and yellow mix. So I just kind of like put them strategically in my yard where I'm not necessarily going to mow right over them, but hopefully remember that they're there. I put like a little rock wall around where I planted them just to know exactly where I planted them. But you know, when they're just coming up like this and I'm weed whacking, I made decapitate a couple of them. Um, and whether I do or the deer do, because there also is like a massive influx of deer around here. And I asked somebody specifically that lives up here, I was like, did you notice that driving home, like there are at least 30 to 50 deer on the side of the road? Like this, these are deer that are just, that you can see, not off in the bush. And I'm like, what the hell? There's some sort of imbalance happening and I'm, I'm hoping that I don't hit another deer <laughs> in the coming months because there's something going on in this area, whether it's a lack of wolves or, you know, cougars, maybe that's what's going on. Like the balance is off. So I've talked about this before with like hunting and trapping and things like that. Um, people are super against hunting and, uh, but a lot of times if there is an imbalance due to whatever reason, maybe it maybe it's environmental, whatever, they, they have to do something about keeping, keeping nature's balance and essentially 
allowing people two deer tags as opposed to one. So like you can get a couple deer as opposed to one to kind of control the population. I think that's going to be in order this year. Mark my words. I mean, don't, don't quote me. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, but I think that's probably in the works or should be anyway, because I mean, the auto detailer place is probably going to be ringing off the hook from people like, I smoked a deer. Can you fix the front of my car? Sorry, it's a six month wait. <laughs> this lemon, I love you. Thank you for all you've given me, but it's pissing me off. Um, okay, this is a really weird thing that happened to me. It's never happened before. That's actually not true. Um, it did happen to me once before, but not as severely. So I was sitting for breakfast. I had just finished my workout with my trainer and we do like a cool down stretch session. So like I wasn't feeling overexerted or anything like that. So anyway, I walked to my car, drive uh, to a spot that I love to go for breakfast, sit down and I'm feeling pretty good. Like I, you know, I've just worked out and I'm about to have like a nice meal and sorry. Do you hear it? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm referring to the sound that comes through the stem of my microphone and makes it sound crazy. Um, anyway, I order my food. I am having coffee. The coffee there is quite weak. So I like, I'm on my second cup pretty much before my breakfast arrives. I ordered a big boy Benny without the bread. So basically what that is, is eggs benedict with sausage and a, like a really smoky hollandaise sauce. Uh, just thought I'd share that with you. Anyway, so as I'm waiting for my food, I'm starting to kind of get a little bit of a head rush. And I don't know if you've ever passed out in your life, but it's the feeling you get like your face starts going cold, almost like the blood is leaving your head. And... I started to feel like I was going to pass out. So the person that I was with, I was like, I feel weird. Like, I feel kind of like I'm going to pass out. I kind of set it as a warning in case I were to just pass out. And I don't just pass out. And if you do, that's a problem. Passing out is bad, <laughs> especially in public or like if you had just been driving or whatever. So I was like, it's weird. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And, and the only other time I'd felt like that was years before. And I was walking through like a farm and, uh, I was walking and I was totally normal and fine. And then I felt like I was started to see stars and then it, but then it faded away and I was okay. And I was like, why did I almost pass out? Anyway, but that was so many years ago and I never did. So then I'm like, I think I'm gonna pass out. And then they're like, are you okay? Like, do you want me to sit? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm just giving you a warrant, like a heads up that I feel like I'm gonna pass out. So then it kind of fades away and then it comes back full force where I'm seeing stars and my vision is closing in and I'm trying to like brace myself to like lean this way, which is onto the bench seat that I was sitting on <clears throat> um, because the person was across the table and wasn't going to like catch me if I fell the other way. And I was like, frick. So I'm like, lean this way. Okay. I'm like, oh, here I go. <laughs> I said I'm like here I go I'm gonna pass out and then I kind of stayed at this one zone of like close to passing out but I wasn't quite <clears throat> so then I said the, the person I was with said hey let's go for a walk like and at that time I was like I can't even stand up I'm shaking like this like I don't know if that was fear or whatever was going on with me so um we kind of walk out of the restaurant and and I'm like shaking and like feeling really weird. I have an appointment, a nail appointment, in fact, right after this that I can't cancel because there was one appointment I already canceled and I was like really worried about canceling again. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta push through. I gotta push through. Like, I know what's going on. Um, <clears throat> but it is a really scary feeling to feel like you're about to pass out, like you're completely incapacitated where you're super vulnerable. Like whether you're on the street, driving, if you're walking down the street, if you're in a public place, if you're shopping, if you're like, hopefully you're with somebody, you can be like, hey, I'm about to pass out, <laughs> can you help me? Long story short, I sorry, went for a little walk, went for a little drive, and then I got dropped off at my appointment because I wasn't about to drive myself. And uh, 
10 minutes into my appointment, I started to feel normal again. So I don't know what happened, but I, the person that drove me to my appointment, we parked in front of the hospital because I was like, you know, I'm laughing about it. I'm joking about it because that's just my personality. But truly, it was a little bit like, what on earth is going on? And I remember there was a situation where one of my family members like passed out randomly at the sink. She was at the sink and then she passed out and fell back. And her husband just happened to be behind her and caught her. And it turned out later on that she had, um, it was a bladder infection. And she just, it just made her pass out, I guess. And um, so there are many different reasons, I think, why you would just suddenly pass out. Dehydration, which I'm not dehydrated. I know this just because I drink the, like eight of these things a day of water. They're like a Starbucks, <laughs> 16 ounce cup. Um, <clears throat> so it's not dehydration. I don't have a bladder infection, but I thought because I had done like a high intensity workout and I, even though I had to cool down and whatever, and I just sat down and maybe started drinking coffee, the caffeine mixed with my adrenaline and like things are still going on in your body. You're not necessarily aware of, um, maybe that was it. So anyway, maybe you have a suggestion or not a suggestion, but like an idea of what happened. <laughs> um, so I, it can be avoided in the future because I never got to the point of actually passing out, but I was damn close and it freaked me out and I hated it and I never want to experience it again. So if I can avoid it in any way, <laughs> um, let me know. My blood sugar also should be okay. Like I'm not on any crazy diets. I'm just getting back into ketosis now. I'm probably kicking myself out with some melon liqueur, but uh, anyway, that was part of my week. It was like kind of a, uh, a little eye-opening moment where I'm like, I'm not invincible. <laughs> I can just drop at any moment, you know? Anyway, uh, and the last thing about my week, oh yeah, the giveaway. Don't forget to enter the giveaway. $250 gift card. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> the link will be down in the description box of this video. If you're listening to this podcast, as opposed to watching it on YouTube, then go to my YouTube channel to enter also, or my Instagram, just click my link tree link and it'll be there. The little link will be bouncing up and down. Click me. So I had a thought the other day, a memory of being on both either my mom or my dad's chest as a, as a small child, either a baby, toddler, um, and falling asleep on my parent and like hearing them talk through their chest, the the kind of like, you're kind of falling asleep as a baby or, or like a toddler and you're on your parents' chest and you, and just the sound of them talking through their chest, right? And they're probably like a lot of times, I think, you know, you have your baby sleeping and you're holding it and it's, and you're covering the ear. So like the ear that's to the outside world was covered. And so really the hum and the, the sound of your mother or father's chest like is what sticks out. So anyway, I just had this, I had this like flashback memory of what it was like and the comfort of falling asleep on your parent. And I, I like, I feel like it was more my mom than my dad, but I very specifically also remember my dad, my dad, like hearing my dad's voice through his chest. And, uh, I, it's something that like I, I haven't thought about for a long time <laughs> and it just kind of hit me. And then thinking about different childhood memories um, and, and memories from when you're really, really little, like to the point where you don't remember how old you actually were. You could have been six months old. You could have been six years old. I have this gray area of, I don't like, I have family members that have like my Oma was really, really good at remembering names and dates and recalling like the month that things happened. And like, oh, little Susie Smith that lived on the street when we were at 447 something road. And, uh, you know, it was July 15th. <laughs> She'd tell stories and the amount of detail she could pull up. I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't, I, I, we've all said this before. Oh, I don't remember where I was last week. If I were to get interrogated by the police, they show up in my house and say, hey, where were you last Thursday? But I don't freaking know. <laughs> Let me check my photos on my camera, like to see. Um, I don't have that kind of memory. And especially when it comes to 
a, a reference to my age at when this happened or, you know, like how old were you when you first realized, you know, how, how old were you when you were started walking? You know, my mom told me 50,000. I don't remember that kind of shit. I mean, I shouldn't <laughs> from her telling me I should. But, you know, I'm not going to remember that. But just kind of things that you should remember, like what grade were you in when you first broke your arm or something? And it's like. I don't know. I don't don't ask me. I have very visual memory. I can recall people's faces. I could meet you and forget your name 30 seconds later, even if I tried really hard to remember it. Like, okay, Jonathan. And you try to imagine a Jonathan that you know and associate that person with a Jonathan. You know, by then, the name's already gone. Um, but anyway, so I have memories of or a memory of I feel like I was in my little carrier bucket, like, you know, those little baskets that you carry your baby in uh, with a sheet over top. And whether it was my playpen with a sheet over top or a baby blanket over top or one of those carrier things, I just remember see, sitting, being very warm, having the sun shining through it with like a pattern, like an ABC pattern or something like animals and letters and maybe numbers. And um, this memory I have, it's kind of like an eternal reference to comfort. Like, you know, when you're laying on the beach, you're warm. You, it's like perfect temperature. There's a breeze, the sound, like everything's perfect. It's like that is kind of the moment that I have as a frame of reference for like ultimate comfortability. Um, and I don't know how old I was. I must have been really little. Right. And I, I, as far as I know, I don't have any memories before the age of 10. <laughs> I do have them, but you know, like they're very sparse and sporadic, like a random Easter, a random Christmas, like being at my aunt's house or whatever. Like, it's not like I can go when I was five, when I was six, when I was seven, I don't have that kind of brain matter <laughs> or, you know, like some people can remember every day of their lives, right? They're savants and they're extremely smart, but it's like one, I'm the opposite extreme. <laughs> um, and it's not because I have anything to block out. I, I had a great childhood. I don't have any trauma. Like I don't come from, you know, and I would openly talk about it if I did. I really didn't. Uh, but it's just my memory. It's just genetics, I guess. <laughs> I prioritize maybe, maybe the part of your brain that sees images, whatever, like takes over the memory of like date and time. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of collodial silver? This blows my mind. Okay, collodial silver. So collodial apparently means so minuscule that you can't, like it's like the size of a, I don't know, a cell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> I, I don't really know, but it's basically like a spray that you can use to kill bacteria and viruses. And this is sort of like what it's thought to do. But the thought of like, and, and this stuff is actually silver. Like I've, okay, I had a friend that was ha like, had some sort of throat infection and he was using collodial silver spray because he had read that this can help kill whatever the hell is going on. And then I'm like, what the hell? I open the bottle and the freaking thing, it's like, it's legit like liquid silver. It's the weirdest thing ever. And to me, it seems very unsafe. <laughs> like, is this like an old wives, like, I don't know, apothecary type, you know, how mercury used to be used to cure things. We'll get into that actually, because today's cat facts is like old medical practices that they used to do, they thought would help and really did the opposite. Uh, anyway, collodial silver, I thought, and some people swear by it. If you read it on, read about it on the internet, whether it's, I'm sure there's some science behind it. I have a theory that it's like a lot of it's placebo effect, but maybe not. Maybe there's some real science behind it. Um, Cause it's a mineral essentially, right? Like our body needs and can process certain minerals. And if it's small enough, maybe, but if you were to drink the bottle of it, what's gonna happen? I don't know. But that leads us into a segment that I like to call cat fats. Okay, eight old medical practices that did more harm than good. Okay, so this one is really weird. It's called corpse medicine. 
For hundreds of years, European physicians believed that a whole host of human maladies could be cured by cannibalism. Peaking in popularity in the 16th and 17th centuries, doctors prescribed everything from blood to ground-up skull in their patients, or to their patients. From blood to ground-up skulls. When rubbed on the outside of the body, it was believed that human fat could relieve aches and cure gout, while a tincture of ground-up skull mixed with alcohol could help cure epilepsy. Consuming fresh blood was thought to aid in general health and vitality. Everyone from lay people to royalty believed in this idea and uh, that corpses retained the spirit of the person who had passed. Therefore, anyone who consumed human remains could gain some of their former strength. Uh, as gruesome as it might sound, corpse medicine remained a popular course of treatment for centuries with the last known occurrence happening in 1908. I know there are other cultures that have thought the same thing and acted on the same practices uh, with consuming this one, mercury. <laughs> uh, today, mercury is known for or known as a potentially toxic element that can be harmful in large doses. However, it wasn't always the case. From the 16th all the way up to the 20th century, mercury was welcomed as a healing drug and regularly prescribed by doctors and consumed by ill people. Because of its purging capabilities, Doctors believed that it could cure everything from constipation to parasites, the flu, and even melancholy. Uh, calomel, the powdered version of mercury, was prescribed through the 20th century. However, investigating mercury, or sorry, ingesting mercury can also lead to lung damage and kidney toxicity, and many people undergoing these, this treatment died of mercury poisoning. Uh, in this case, the cure really was worse than the disease. So I think mercury was, is definitely one a classic one. This one, radium. So you'd hope that after mercury, people would have learned their lesson about using potentially toxic elements as a, a curative tonic. However, that unfortunately was not the case. Radium, another dangerous element, was commonly mixed with water, sold as an over-the-counter energy drink in the early 20th century as an energy drink. <laughs> Uh, radium water uh, was marked under the name brand Ra Radithor with the slogan, A Cure for the Living Dead. <laughs> a Cure for the Living Dead. Wow. It claimed to not only improve energy, but could also aid in digestion, increase vitality, and cure impotence in men. Despite the fact that the adverse health effects of radium were already known as early as 1913, Radithor remained a popular drink through the 1920s until the federal government forced an end to its production in 1932. Ha! Robert James, an 18th century English, English physician, invented and patented his famous Dr. James's fever powder in 1747. Uh, Dr. James claimed his concoction could treat any number of ailments, including fever, scurvy, and even uh, distemper in cattle. But he was notoriously secretive about the ex he was notoriously secretive about the recipe of his fever powder. As it turned out, the secret ingredient was antimony, a toxic metal. Antimony was believed to work as a cure-all for any number of ailments, including fever, gout. Uh, mainly for the simple reason that it made people vomit. Okay, so you would take it and make you puke. Uh, in the 18th century, doctors believed that purging was a sign that the body was ridding itself of toxins and restoring itself to a natural healthy state. While there is some truth to that, inducing vomiting by ingesting poison generally did more harm than, more harm than good. <laughs> Will ingesting poison help me speak English better? Hmm. Trepanation. Trepanation is one of the oldest uh, medical practices in human history. For over 5,000 years, humans have attempted to cure head pain, skull trauma, and even neurological diseases by drilling holes in the patient's skull. There have been times where I've had a headache bad enough that I felt like just poking a little hole would relieve some of the pressure. And that's really not, uh, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> Animal magnetism. Have you heard of that before? Created by the German physician Franz Anton Mesmer in the 1770s, animal magnetism was the belief that the planets exude magnetic rays, which influence human health via an invisible magnetic fluid that permeates the human body. How do you come up with this shit? <laughs> 
Mesmer believed that the uh, that illness was caused when a person's magnetic fluid was blocked or unbalanced. <laughs> By using magnets along with certain hand gestures, Mesmer claimed he could unblock an ill person's magnetic fluid and restore health. Animal magnetism, also called mesmerism, gained popularity in Europe. Uh, Wolfgang Mozart and Empress Maria Theresa were among his patients. And that concludes Cat Facts. Freaking weird is all I have to say. I mean, the whole magnet, the magnet thing. I don't know. I just don't know. All right, let's play us some groovy tunes. You know why? Because we got to come off of that strange funk that we just were in reading about old medical practices. <laughs> let's see. So today our tune is called A Little Higher. And this is a little bit of a different, it's more, I think, groovy and funk. Let's just see. was a little higher by Stur Zetterberg and Easton. Uh, love this copyright music from Epidemic Sound. This is not sponsored by Epidemic Sound, but I would take a sponsorship because I play your music a few times a week. 
Uh, anyway, that I really like that song. So it's definitely not like the soul. It's it's got kind of like a soul vibe, but it's more funk. What is the category actually of this? Sorry, I seriously have like fibers that like to cling around my nose and <laughs> drive me crazy. I think it was funk and like, anyway, if you really want to, you can look it up. Going from groovy tunes, I'm gonna go dive right into this. Have you ever filmed yourself having sex? <laughs> making love, whatever you want to call it. Have you ever turned on the camera and been like, let's film ourselves banging? Have you ever done that? <laughs> I have on a regular basis. <laughs> um, and you gotta wonder like, is it a narcissism? Like, what is it? Do you want to just watch it? Is it a pornography thing where you're so used to watching porn that you want to see yourself on camera too? Like an amateur porno? I don't think there's anything wrong with filming yourself having sex, as long as you both know that it's happening. <laughs> as long as you both know the camera's rolling, I think it's a-okay. Um, I think it's really hot. There are a few photos, <laughs> there are a few photos on my OnlyFans of uh, some action happening. Um, maybe is it one or two, anyway, link down below, check out my links. Anyway, basically like I'm, I'm a pretty liberal person when it comes to that sort of thing. And of course, you know, you have to really trust the person that's recording. Typically it's my own equipment. So it's not like, you know, they have all the power, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, it's, it's kind of like almost a third person in the room. <laughs> and I find the only thing that happens though, if I'm banging, <laughs> and the camera's rolling, I tend to laugh at myself more because there's like evidence of what's going on. And I just feel like if I do something or move in a weird way that will look funny on camera or like I make a sound or something that it will be hilarious later. So I'm like pre-laughing at like what we're gonna watch later anyway. Um, and it's kind of like, it's a good way to let go of your inhibitions, but have you ever done it? Would you do it? Do you wanna do it? Why? Do we do it? <laughs> it's a little bit risky. It's a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. I think for me, I, I just really enjoy the idea of being completely vulnerable. Like it's almost like, it's like being tied up. Okay. It's like being tied up during sex where you're really trusting the other person, even though I'm the one with the camera equipment and I can be the one to delete it or post it if I want to. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's definitely, a, it's a vulnerability thing and it's a little risque and it's kind of as something, and it might almost even improve performance <laughs> because you're on camera, right? You're not just like in a dark room and nothing's gonna come of it. If you're being recorded, I feel like almost the sex is better because you're almost acting. Like you, you, you feel like a porn star kind of maybe. Maybe that's kind of, I just, I'm, I'm really just analyzing it for the first time myself right now, <laughs> having this conversation with you. Like, I really think that it's probably, it does change things, but for the better, you know, maybe it's awkward the first couple times, but after that, it's not the same without it. So subscribe to my OnlyFans page. Um, anyway, it's just an interesting topic. Cause like, I think a lot of us have done it and I don't really talk about it and I'm like, Oh, the video we made last night is so hot. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really come up that often, but I'm like, how how many, like of, if you could do, is it like four out of 10 people have done it? Nine out of 10 people have recorded themselves having sex. Is it one out of 10? Is it like way less? Because unless you're live streaming, like what's the harm, right? If it's just on a device and then you have control over it after. Anyway, let me know down below in the comments if you've recorded yourself having sex, why you do it, uh, will you continue to do it, how you do it. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. Kind of like Twist My Nipples, the name of the cocktail I just made, which is freaking killer. It keeps getting better. Maybe because the, the lemon is like seeping into the drink. I would definitely, I'm gonna make sure I add lemon to the recipe because it's adding a lot. Kitty Twisters is a segment where I like to read you some jokes because guess what? Laughter is medicine. And if you're feeling sad or down, hopefully you can laugh at a couple of these jokes. Some of them are sick though. So if you are offended by sick jokes, 
<laughs> sick jokes, then you might as well take off. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna skim through these because some of them are really not. I'm gonna read a couple, I'm gonna admit, I don't understand this joke at all, but you might. So why would I rob you of this joke? Just because I don't understand it. Let me read it. It's titled, Most Famous Doctor. If Watson isn't the most famous doctor in the world, then who is? So I'm assuming who is a character? <laughs> and who's Watson? Isn't that like, anyway, this one's funny. I just farted in my wallet. <laughs> Now I have gas money. <laughs> It'd be really funny if you're just driving with someone and just like, I just farted my wall and they're like, huh? Now I have gas money? I'd, I'd laugh. So you don't trust a doctor to stitch you up? Fine, suture yourself. Lame. This one I don't get either. I read it three times. Now this is the fourth. Let's see if I get it this time. I don't know why Marvel hasn't tried to put advertisements on the Hulk. He's essentially a giant banner. Do you get it? Because <laughs> I do not. My job is to drill holes in things and then bolt them together. At first it's boring, but later on it's riveting. <laughs> <laughs> boring, riveting, I get it. Um, <laughs> Dad, are we pyromaniacs? Yes, we are, son. <laughs> get it? Uh, this one I also don't get, but I'll read it anyway. <laughs> First astronaut, hey, I can't find any milk for my coffee. Second astronaut, in space, no one can. Here, use cream. I don't get it. <laughs> I think some of you are out there laughing hysterically and you don't, and I have no idea. The only thing flat earthers fear is sphere itself. <laughs> sphere? Uh, three conspiracy theorists walk into a bar. You can't tell me that's just a coincidence. <laughs> okay, I just read this for the first time. My wife found out I was cheating after she found letters I was hiding. Oh, wait, my mouth. <laughs> my wife found out I was cheating after she found the letters I was hiding. She got mad and said she's never playing Scrabble with me again. I was going to donate blood today, but they always ask way too many personal questions. Like, whose blood is this and where did you get it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, this one. Okay, <laughs> don't judge me. I really think this is funny though. Um, honestly, I don't mind leg day at the gym. It's just the two days after that I can't stand. <laughs> get it? Some of these jokes are like, you can't really get it unless you're reading it, just because it's like a play on words or something. What sounds like a sneeze and is made of leather? A shoe. <laughs> Some of these are so easy to remember, but I will never remember them. Oh, this one's lame. What did the left eye say to the right eye? Between you and me, something smells. <laughs> the oldest computer can be traced to Adam and Eve. Yes, it was an apple, but with an extremely limited memory. Just one bite, then everything crashed. <laughs> okay, this is a joke that I make to new people only. So I'm not one that like repeats jokes to the same people. I'm not one of those people. I think we all know those kind of people. <laughs> it's like I've heard that one 10 times. I got fired from my job as a chef for stealing kitchen equipment. It was a whisk I was willing to take. But um, uh, I found a giant whisk at like a freaking kitchen supply store. It was like for like industrial kitchens. It was a whisk. It was like huge. <laughs> it was like this big. And I was like, you know, life's all about taking big whisks. And then I had it and then the person I was with didn't even laugh. <laughs> I was like, when am I ever gonna have a huge whisk to make this joke ever again? Never. Well, that's not true. Okay, let's read one more. <laughs> that's one sick. Okay. I gave up my seat on the bus for a blind person, which is how I lost my job as a bus driver. <laughs> Lame, but kind of funny. 
I did chuckle. That concludes Kitty Twisters. All right. So, by the way, before I filmed this podcast, I sprayed on one of my favorite perfumes, which is Dolce by Dolce & Gabbana. Not sponsored. I just thought I'd share this with you because when you put on a certain perfume or cologne, say your fit, like one that you kind of save for occasions, right? It's not a daily wearer. Wearer? It's not something you wear on a daily basis. And uh, a lot of times, like I love perfume, but I choose not to wear perfume if we're on a long road trip or I have a meeting or, you know, you're going for dinner or something. You're not, you don't want to like be wafting. Because I've been in these situations where I'm sitting next to somebody on the plane or I'm sitting next to somebody like eating and it's like freaking, it's like burning a scented candle on the dinner table and it just ruins the flavor. It just ruins everything. <laughs> so, but... This scent, Dolce by Dolce & Gabbana, the bottle is like the color. So there's a few different Dolce's by Dolce & Gabbana and I have a, I have all of them. Um, but the one that I love is the, the perfume is like a yellow color, like a, like a classic perfume color. And the, the, the top of the bottle is like a, uh, like an ivory rose with a, with a black bow on it. So just, just in case you're like, I wonder what Cat Wonder smells like on a date. <laughs> That's it. Um, but I sprayed some on today and it really does do something to your confidence and just, I don't know, it can be like a big part of your attitude and confidence. And it's just some, it's like a little extra punch in your step, <laughs> a little extra skip in your step. Maybe that's more like it. Anyway, everyone, thank you so, so much for tuning in to episode 53. I hope you loved it. Um, let me know how often you film yourself having sex, why you do it, how you do it, how often. <laughs> um, and do not forget to enter the giveaway. Um, like I said, it's just enter. You can win. Maybe if you have multiple email addresses, put them all in. <laughs> Increase your chances. That's what I would do. Um, and potentially win 250 bucks for Amazon. So that's sweet. And because it's being drawn on Mother's Day, maybe you could win it and give it to your mother. I mean, that's bonus points galore. So um, thank you all so much, like I said, and I hope you enjoyed it. Leave all your comments down below. Don't forget to subscribe uh, and like. It really helps my channel out and just me in general. So thank you if you do. And uh, check out my free OnlyFans, my Patreon, all linked down below in the description box, in the description box. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see you next time. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I'll see you in my next video.